Good evening, church. So, I would like to invite here, open the Trinity Psalter and page 879. We are going to read the Heidelberg Catechism, Catechism, Lord's Day 17. Question 45. So, I will read the question, and I would like to invite you that we can give the answer all together. Question 45, the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 17. How does Christ's resurrection benefit us? First, by his resurrection, he, he has overcome death, so that he might make us share in the, in the righteousness. He obtained for us by his death. Second, by his power, we too are ready to a new life. Third, Christ's resurrection is a pledge. Amen. So, open your Bible and the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 13 through 35. Luke chapter 24, verse 13 through 35. This is the word of the Lord. That very, day, that very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went, he went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking and said, Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jer Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concern Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death, and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women for our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came up they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, found it 
just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, All foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward even, evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went into stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and broke it, and given to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathering together, saying, The Lord has risen, indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. It is indeed one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible. Two men were walking, and they were said before the events in Jerusalem about Jesus. However, the third day, the third person approached, but they didn't know, they didn't identify that it was Jesus. So Jesus asked them what had happened. Even though they, they testify to Jesus' greatness, they are, or they were, hopeless and sad. According to them, Jesus had not risen. Jesus had not risen yet. And he said it was already the third day. However, Jesus rebukes them for their lack of faith, a lack of confidence in the testimony of the word of God. Jesus goes through this, the testimony of the scriptures to clarify for them what Christ Jesus, what the Messiah should go through in all things. And then on the third day, he would rise again from the dead. Jesus does not or did not quote the miracles he performed, but again, he talked to them through the testimony of the Holy Scriptures, which is more powerful and effective than miracles to save people from their sins. 
The biblical exposition that Jesus gave to them was so powerful that even though Jesus disappeared before them, that is a supernatural act, these two disciples testify how amazing, how powerful was the exposition of the scriptures. Furthermore, as a result, they said, they said that their hearts burned when Jesus exposed the scriptures. They testified to each other. One thing catches my attention in this test. That Jesus, Jesus did, did not reveal himself to them first. Jesus didn't say, listen, listen. I'm Jesus. I have reason. I'm here. He didn't say that. On the contrary, Jesus revealed himself to them through the scriptures. Jesus taught, Jesus taught them the scriptures. The work of Jesus, his death, his resurrections was presented through the scriptures. That teaches us we will only know Jesus Christ, his life, work, death, and resurrection through the scriptures. Moreover, as believers, we will enjoy the benefits of the resurrection of Christ Jesus when we learn from the scriptures. Therefore, we also learn through Jesus' exhortations to these two disciples. And with that, we will connect with the three answers given the question number 45 on the Heidelberg Catechism. So, let me read again the verse 19 to 24. And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concern Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, might indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of them, some of those who were with us, went to the tomb and find it, just as the woman had said. But him, they did not see. Look this. They, those the two disciples here, they no longer believed that Jesus would rise again as, they, as their words testified against them that there was no more hope for them. They no longer believed, even listening to the, to the testimony of the women and the other disciples. Soon after, Jesus rebuked them. See in the verse 24, 25, and 27. Jesus said to them, All foolish ones, 
and slow of heart to believe all that the prophet had spoken. Wasn't it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? In the beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concern himself. Look when Jesus says, all foolish ones. When the test, when the Bible speaks of this, the words fools should not be understood in a natural sense. As if they were destitute of the common understanding of man or weakened, weakened men. The Lord Jesus was not despising them, but because they were void of understanding scriptures. They behaved like those who were blind to the scriptures, especially concerning the sufferings and the resurrection of the Messiah. In other words, at that moment, they were unbelievers. They were doubting or not believing God's words about everything that happened. They could not connect all those things that had happened with the promise of the Messiah presented throughout the whole testament. The Old Testament. And let's see some passages from the Bible which makes connection of this word fool or foolish. Psalm 14 one says, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. Remember when Paul says to Galatians chapter 3, Paul says, all three one, all foolish Galatians, or Galatians, who has bewitched you. It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was public portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this: Did you receive the Spirit by words or, or by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Have begun to the Spirit? Are you now being perfect by the flesh? Can you see the context when the Bible used this expression? We need to know and to be aware of this unbeliever, unbelief. We need to believe, brothers and sisters, in the word of the Lord, the word of this holy book. It is necessary to have faith in Jesus Christ. We need to trust that the blessed promise that Jesus says, Jesus has risen. For in the answer of the Heidelberg Catechism, the first answer on the benefits of Christ's resurrection for the believer is that his resurrection, he has overcome death, that he might make us partakes of the righteousness he has obtained for us by his death. Remember the question, what the benefits do we receive from the resurrection of Christ? Listen, his resurrection gives us the guarantee that we receive God's righteousness from him. That is, the resurrection of Christ Jesus make us 
just before God. We are not just by ourselves, but we, we were declared just before God because of the merits of Christ Jesus. We were declared righteous, righteous before God. And we share in that blessed justice because Jesus Christ conquered on the cross of the Calvary on our behalf, on the behalf of his people. Look at what the Bible says in the Romans chapter 4, verse 25. His, who has delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Look what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, 5, and 21. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused to us be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 21, whom through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Let me ask you this, brother and sister. Do you really believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord? Do you believe that, that you have been declared righteous before God because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, our Lord? We are sinners full of limitations, but we trust in the one who is the Lord Jesus and in his words, because his words are faithful. Now Jesus shows us the way of, Jesus shows the way for those disciples to reread the scriptures. Here, the testimony of the scriptures again. And see Jesus Christ as the Messiah that he prophets foretold would come to the world. Jesus asked then the rhetorical question. Was it necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? After the exposition of the word of God, they believed and understood the gospel message to the point that they themselves testify, verse 32, 35, they said, did not our hearts burn with us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? When we believe in Jesus Christ, in his gospel, it demonstrated that we were regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit to believe in the words of Jesus. Remember, no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. 
No one will believe in the words of Jesus if not brought by the power of the Holy Spirit. This benefit is applying to God's people as a beneficial result to us because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, because we believed, we are spiritually resurrected because he rose on the third day. Moreover, the second benefit we learn from the second answer to the question 45, the Heidelberg Catechism, Catechism is that his power also raises us to a new life. The Bible calls it regeneration. Or you might even have, you may even have read in the Bible about the first resurrection. It means that if we are in Christ Jesus, we have already risen with Christ Jesus. That is, we participated in the first resurrection. Some people think that the first resurrection will take place in the in only in a future apocalyptic future. However, it can take place through the power of the word of God right now. When, when, the, when the one who believed in Christ Jesus, the message of the gospel, what happened? The Bible says in Ephesians 1.13, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of, our, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise Holy Spirit. Look what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 5, and so on. For we have been united with him in a death like his. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our, our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now we have, been, we have died with Christ. We believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death... He died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives for God, to God. So you also, guys, church, brothers and sisters, must consider yourself dead, dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Look, look what the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loves us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him 
and seated us with him in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. That's why Paul says to Colossians chapter 3, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden or hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then we and then you also will appear with him in glory. Brothers and sisters, if the Lord Jesus does not return soon, I mean tomorrow or in a few minutes, we will die one day. One day we all turn to dust. However, if we have participated in the first resurrection, in that case, we have already been spiritually res- resurrected. We are sure when Jesus returns, we will participate in the resurrection of our mortal body to an immortal body. When the disciples, the two disciples, saw that Jesus had risen, it was a powerful witness to them. For them. Nevertheless, Jesus said, For those who doubted and only believed when they saw and they touched it, the Lord, Jesus said to them, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We know he's talking about those who are there. But I would say for us, I have not seen Jesus. Do you, have you seen Jesus? I hope not. But we believe in Jesus Christ, according to the Bible. We do believe that he rose again on the third day. He overcame the world, the sins. And now he's at the right hand of the, the Almighty God. And one day he will come again. Look what the Bible says in Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in here, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, look, look this. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in here. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 21 but our citizenship is in heaven and from from it we we await a savior the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. By the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Brothers and sisters. 
Let us remain firm and strong in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have confidence in him who rose on the third day and he, and he is alive. Jesus Christ is alive because the Bible says so. And now he is the right hand of the God, the Father Almighty. He is our, he is our hope, our only hope in this life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you have done. For you bring Jesus Christ from the death, our guarantee. We can see you and put our trust in you. Help us to believe in your, prom in your promises. Help us, Father, to continue in this long walk, the Christian walk. Bless us and help us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.